Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 263, recorded on November 21st, 2022. We are going to be talking all about the Indie World Showcase that happened a couple weeks ago. Also, the Game Award nominees are up, and uh, several other stories that we're going to be talking about tonight in terms of a you know, introductions. My name is Steve. And of course I am not alone because that'd probably be boring for you to just to hear me talk about games the whole time. Uh, we're also joined by Barry. Hey Barry, how's it going? Hey Steve. Always a pleasure. And Greg, good to see you again too. Yep. Great. Likewise. Um, I think I would actually listen if you were to do a whole podcast on yourself. That'd be kind of Aww. interesting. Thanks, yeah, I think Greg. I would too. You two might be the only ones. But, <laughs> but I, I think it does make it better when there's more people to talk to, though. Absolutely. Speaking of other people to talk to, we have a whole chat room going. And uh, if you had not joined us live, we'd love to have you join us live. We go live every other Monday on both YouTube and Twitch. And we go live at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And we would love to have you join us for a live episode and jump in that chat and let us know all the games you've been playing, all your thoughts around all the news stories that we cover throughout the episode. We absolutely love just connecting with you. And you're kind of like that fourth person in in the chat uh, joining in, to our, uh, in our podcast. So collectively, you are our fourth member. So thank you so much. For that, Jakester's talking about, uh, speaking of the chat, Jakester is uh, already talking about me time traveling, which we haven't done so far. You know, granted, we're only like a minute and a half into the episode, but I haven't time traveled thus far. I have uh, remembered what date. Just, just wait for it. Just it wait. We are talking dates tonight. <laughs> so with uh, Indie World and a whole bunch of other things. <laughs> so there's there's a high chance that I'll get a date wrong for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you are joining us, maybe for the first time, we just encourage you to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're watching or listening us uh, to us on and also share it with other Nintendo fans out there. If you've never joined us on social media, uh, we are on Twitter for now. Um, while it's still alive, we're over at, at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter. And so I'd love to have you join us over there. And also, if you've not joined our Discord, uh, it's a growing community that we have. Just a great place to connect with other gamers and talk video games, but also to just talk uh, in general and connect in between the episodes. So the link is on the screen if you're watching the video version, but it's also going to be in our show notes and the YouTube description. We'd love to have you join that as well. Uh, yeah, let us know what you're going to be playing. We're going to be jumping into that really soon. Uh, but before we jump into playing uh, what we have been playing, we got important announcements so that you guys know our next episode will be our final episode for 2022. We're going to take a, a short break around the holiday season, but also it's going to be our Game of the Year awards. So what do you guys think? Game of the Year? Barry, I know you've been making your list since like July. Yeah, I, I've actually had my list made in advance and I've constantly had to edit the list because new games keep coming out. But I found it a little bit easier than end of the year going, okay, what well, came out this year? Hold on, did that come out this year? That come out? So I think I'm going to do it this way from now on. But uh yeah, it's. I'll say this just as a precursor. This year is has been a stellar. This is like the polar opposite year of 2016. <laughs> this is a tough, tough year for me. That's interesting. Yeah, and I've uh, I've seen some other YouTubers who would actually say the opposite. Um, really? Yeah, I've I've heard that uh, the opposite uh, sentiments about this year. So that's, maybe uh, they yeah. just have different tastes. 
and maybe I mean maybe maybe they love first person shooters in FIFA soccer and they're mad at legacy editions and there's not enough first person shooters. But for the genres I enjoy, this year has been stellar. So yeah. I am happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Greg, how you feeling about your, your game of the word game of the year award picks this year? Well, I'm gonna have to start going through do some heavy uh <laughs> research to figure out what I play this year, but um, I Same. really wish that Nintendo had an easier way to track this, like through like the activity logger or whatever, mm-hmm. like the Wii U and 3DS had that like made it a thousand times easier. You're just yeah. like, oh, what did I play in January? Oh, okay. This game had to come out in January because it was, I remember it like. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I wish it, it was, and like it'd be really nice. But you know, I'm sure they they don't they don't have our, our game of the year awards uh, in mind when they create all that you know user interface. But it'd be nice if they did for sure, um, or uh, at least you know even on the list, uh, giving us a clear date of when the game comes out. So I don't you know pick Bayonetta three for 2022. At least we or Bayonetta two, sorry for 2022. Oh, this is time travel. <laughs> Go figure. Be say, connected to Bayonetta. Minute. Bayonetta yeah. <laughs> 3 for 2022 is perfectly logical and acceptable. <laughs> you know, we've been talking about that game for so long that I, clearly it, it had to have come out like two years ago, right? <laughs> it was showing <laughs> off in 2017. Yeah. So. Maybe the Steve's from another multiverse where it didn't come out in 2022. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Shakespeare's right. right there. There it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the, what was the fun with Amiibo? That little Wii U app where you could like play like the Mario Amiibo and get like a little bit of Super Mario. <laughs> I think it was 2016. You had to nominate that because we had nothing else. And then I think in 2017 you tried again to nominate it or something like that. I don't know something. Yeah, I know Hudson <laughs> and I were struggling one year. It was like uh, I don't even know if I played at all a, a 3DS game or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, 2016 was rough. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Thankfully, we're not in that position anymore at all hey uh we're gonna be yeah going over those game of the year picks next episode but in the meantime we're gonna throw a channel in our discord and we'd love for you to throw your picks and your choices and everything as well uh barry are you uh you where you can pull up all the different categories that we're gonna be talking about and kind of run through those real quick so everybody knows what categories we're gonna be going through yeah so we've got uh several different categories they are usual fair so we have the best Nintendo Switch title published or developed by Nintendo. We've got the best Nintendo Switch title from AAA third parties, the best Nintendo Switch title from indie developers and smaller teams, the best title not on a Nintendo platform, the game of the year as total, just our actual game of the year, top three. And then, of course, our worst game of the year, not category to go through, uh, so all fun categories. Uh, so absolutely, as Steve said, go in Discord. Please let us know your picks for all those categories, and we'll write them out there so you don't have to remember or, or rewind this. Uh, and we will read those uh, up there during during each of those respective categories. So you will get your nominations heard on the podcast as well. Yep. So that'd be fun. And uh, yeah, it's always an enjoyable podcast. Usually it goes longer. So uh, prepare for that because um, we got a lot to cover, a lot to talk about, and uh, also want to make sure that we include all your thoughts as well. So plan for a little longer if you join us live on December 5th. So that'll be our Game of the Year Award episode. But uh, tonight, 
We're talking about a lot of other things, but before we get into all that news, let us talk about what we have been playing and we'll start with Greg tonight. What you've been playing? Another slightly shorter list this time around. Um, I, the main one that I was really playing was Sea Horizon, which I'll be doing a nice solo game chat here in a little bit after this segment. Um, then I do have like a footnote from, I didn't forgot to mention the last podcast that I was had been playing the Battle of Polytopia, and that was a very interesting game. And you can definitely read out my review on NintendoFuse.com. But overall, it was a really fun like strategy game that's <clears throat> basically just kind of similar to like a Fire Emblem in a way where you only can move so many spaces, then you're conquering towns and villages, and you're fighting other enemy troops and other players. So it's um, obviously not just one-on-one like Fire Emblem, but it's that's very low um, base comparison because it's actually vastly different about what you can do with your kingdom and upgrade all these different parts of inside like your um, territory and whatnot. Um, so yeah, if you want to see more details, be sure to check out that review that was posted over two weeks ago. Um, then also I, my daughter found a uh, WarioWare and we haven't um, played it in a long time. So she started a new save file and then we actually made it through like the first half of the story sequence. And that was kind of fun just seeing all the zany Wario characters doing all the crazy mini games and whatever, like the switch version of it. So that was pretty fun to re go through again. And then pretty much my two staples, like the Fire Emblem Heroes, which is just wrapped up book six, and they'll be announcing book seven here in the next uh, month or so with a brand new um, story sequence. So that's always fun to look out for. And then still playing a little bit of Roblox uh, Adopt Me with my daughter when she's around over here and just hanging out and having fun doing some role play stuff within the game. Cool, cool. Uh, Jakester says, finished Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of the Sky, played through The Last Campfire and Ori and the Blind Forest, which I'm sure you had a great time with Ori. Love Ori. Uh, also, Logan says, I got a new NES game. All might tr- uh, might try that out. Um, otherwise, I'll just be trying to find some new demos. And uh, looks like some of the some game company mailed this NES game to him and uh, it's a quality packaging. So, and Harvestella is another demo that he plays as well. That, that game company is premium edition games. Ah, (laughs) some, some random game company just, uh, (laughs) shipped that to Logan. I wonder who that is. (laughs) If only I knew some people that worked for premium (laughs) edition games. (laughs) Speaking of maybe someone that does. What's that? <laughs> He's got, he got his, his copy before I did. <laughs> ah, well, I, I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> I got no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Barry, what have you been up to over the last couple of weeks? Well, I've been busy focusing a lot on Premium Edition with Series 5 uh, Raji launched, as well as uh, They Bleed Pixels. So that's been uh, a crazy, crazy time. Uh, so definitely get those orders in uh, if you haven't. But in terms of games, uh, one of the demos that Logan uh, said he wanted to play, which was Harvestella, uh, I had started before the podcast last time and expected I'll probably finish this Monday, maybe Tuesday. Harvestella, you know, a lot of people look at that and go, oh, look, it's another farming game. And so, no, that is a full-fledged JRPG with light farming elements that you can totally get in on and do the farming 
Um, but you don't really have to. It's just a way to get mo make money. It is a full-fledged JRPG, and it is really good. And it, it the story takes you places you're not expecting this to go. Uh, this is this is Final Fantasy level style <laughs> storytelling and and characters, and it it's blew me away with how good this game is. I expected this to be, I'm going to go in and I'm going to finish it in like four or five days. It's probably going to be a quick playthrough. And it took me two weeks because it was just so much content and, and so much to do. And every, everything is, you know, you have a day cycle. So like dungeons that we normally, in a normal game, you'd probably be able to finish it, you know, very quickly. You, you can get like halfway through the dungeon and you hit a checkpoint like, oh, it's the end of the day. I got to go back. So like dungeons took multiple real life days and then doing side quests and character hero quests. And it's like there's a lot and it really surprised me with how good it is. Um, I went into it thinking like this is going to be like an average B title. See what Square did and an easy solid A. Um, really, I can't recommend this enough. And it's one of those great games with a demo that carries over. So if you're on the fence, if you're and and the beginning of the game, I'm gonna, not going to lie, is the slowest part of the game. The demo is probably the worst part of the game because uh, it certainly picks up, but definitely give it a shot. Mm. And because I took so long in that, I'm like, oh, Pokemon's coming soon. I really don't want to get involved with another big title. Uh, I figured Harvestella would be a quick one. So this time I decided to play a, a quick one and one I knew would be quick, but one I was looking forward to when I finally got the physical in, which was Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avenger X2. Uh, if you haven't played the Gunvolt games and you love Mega Man and Mega Man X specifically, you are missing out. This is the team that did the Zero and the ZX games. After Capcom said, no more Mega Man for you, they made their own character and they've been continuing it on. It is phenomenal. It is not, not a... I mean, it's like three and a half hours. Like you could you could play through it relatively easy, uh, and then there's stuff to go back if you want 100% it, which I did not. I just I went through for the story and for the action and had some fun. And uh, wasn't this one was actually kind of easier than the others because they give you an infinite heal. Um, you just lose points. So if you're a point, you know you want points. You don't want to heal. You want to try and do the best you can, but if you don't care about the points, you can just infinitely heal mid-boss, whatever, and you can have you know have fun with the game. And then, hmm. of course, play harder. Harder difficulty does not allow you to have that heal. Hmm. But I didn't care. I just yeah. had fun with it, and I yeah. do. Does anybody it. really care about points in a home console game? Maybe some people do, <laughs> okay. but it's it's one of those where if you enjoy the Mega Man series again, especially the X, ZX, Zero series play the gunball games uh so this i did this relatively quickly like three hours um but i had a blast and of course that led me to friday which was pokemon launch uh so i played i'm playing scarlet uh you've probably seen online all these glitches and bugs and you know oh my god this was rushed and the truth is is yes it was rushed yes there's graphical glitches yes there's horrendous frame rate on items and characters move at two frames a second sometimes from draw distances i was looking at a windmill that looked more like a clock as it ticked instead of rotated however that being said and it does need a patch and it definitely needs to be fixed in that regard but the game is so much fun like beyond fun like i can't put it down like i think i've put well over 30 hours into it since friday and i've had a smile on my face and enjoyed the entire time, the entire time, exploring the world is great. You know, is it is it Xenoblade three level graphics? No, 
Should it be Xenoblade 3 level graphics? Absolutely, but it's not. Um, Monolith needs to help Game Freak or something because, but it just exploring what's around the next corner, open world, you know, especially when your mount gets to climb and, and glide and go underwater and all this, like you can just explore the world freely. There's always something new to find, always new Pokemon, a lot of new, you know, brand new ones, a lot of old returning ones. The raids are fun. Yeah, I recommend it. I mean, I, first off, I recommend it now just so you can experience these glitches before they're patched out because they're funny to watch and, and, and you could just laugh at it. You have to laugh at it. If, if you look at characters like walking in town with two frames of animation um, and you say, wow, I can't play this game because that kills my fun, then maybe you need to play a game with like 185 billion FPS or something. And that's, that's the only <laughs> thing you can enjoy. But if you just look at that and laugh and go, wow, that's, that's pretty funny. Uh, you could have a lot of fun in this game just yeah. laughing at it, honestly. Well, the but good the thing story is, is, yeah, Pokemon doesn't really have something that that would kill. You know, like it's not a time-based sort of thing, right? Uh -oh. Like you never, it's just more aesthetic sort of thing. It's, it's not, never going to mess up your experience. No, it's 100% aesthetics. Now, some people have had, you know, crashes, knock on wood. I have mm -hmm. not had any. Um, those happen. I've had crashes in, in other Switch games too. Um, that's just going to be... But I have never had anything hinder my experience. Uh, everything has worked. Now, I have had the game slow down to a crawl in some areas where, the, where the, everything just became really slow. And I've had times where loading was a little longer than I would have liked it. And, and this, they need to do something to speed up some battles because some battles will take a little longer. Um, there are some other issues. One is after you finish a battle, whether you run or defeat a Pokemon, they really need to give you a five-second immunity because what happens is you're be you as your character, unlike Arceus, you can't run around while the Pokemon's fighting. So you are locked in place like a traditional Pokemon game, and you are behind your Pokemon. So if you say you run... You, know, you will pick up exactly where you are. But other Pokemon are in the wild running around. And if one of them happens to be right under you, you instantly start another battle. And I've had times where I've actually had like four or five battles in a row that I've just run from. And it put me back probably about, you know, I don't know, 20 feet, 30 feet from where the initial battle started just because it always puts you behind the Pokemon and it mm. just kept putting me back. I was laughing at it. I was like, this is ridiculous. And all you can do is laugh at it because it's absurd. Like they need to give you just a little bit of invincibility time for yeah. you to get your bearings and get out of there. Yeah. Because they will swarm you. They will start swarming all around you. And it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it's it's honestly, if you enjoy Pokemon, you, you should play this. I think it's a great game. I do think it needs polish. Absolutely. But is it fun? If you enjoy open world games, if you enjoyed Arceus, you know, if you've always wanted that open world Pokemon game, then you really should be playing this because it is truly a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, so I'm still playing that. Um, I'm almost done with it at this point. I got a few more little tasks to do and then the end game stuff. Um, but other than that, I'm still playing Final Fantasy 14 and uh, on the PC and mobile. I'm still playing Mario Kart Tour. Cool. Cool. Uh, I've been playing, of course, Rocket League and some Clash Royale and uh, surprise Pokemon Go has uh, wow. jumped back on my phone, and I've been firing it up. I haven't started Mario Kart. 
uh, tour. Um, like I thought I was going to actually just keep forgetting. Um, but Pokemon Go has actually um, been something I've tried out a couple times here and there. And it's it really just got back in rotation when I was sitting at a park, you know, during lunch. And I was like, I already checked every, you know, YouTube video I wanted to watch, listened to all the podcasts I wanted to watch played, you know, some Clash Royale or whatever. And I was like, what else can I do? I've still got a little more time on my lunch period. And it's like, let me fire up Pokemon Go. I have one park in town that has about five different, uh, what's, what are they called? The gyms, gy- not gyms, the, Pokestops. the, other, the stops. about five Pokestops right in the parking lot. And I can hit all of them at the same time. <laughs> So I just sit there eating my lunch, spinning things, catching Pokemon like crazy. So it's been kind of fun. And and uh, finally, I, I was having trouble for a long time having the the thing that was supposed to track you and you're supposed to get candy and all, all that, all the like the built in Pokemon Go Plus. The, yeah, the watch not the stuff. watch, but like just the built in stuff that's supposed to track you when you have the game off or whatever. And supposed, oh, I think yeah. you can use your your Apple Watch or whatever with it. It wasn't working for a long time. All of a sudden it started working recently. So I'm getting alerts all the time. You're like, oh, you're the Pokemon you're walking with. Got got a bunch of candy or whatever. And hey, there's new Pokemon in your area or stuff like that. So it's been fun to kind of, you know, small, small level, but to get back into to Pokemon Go just a little bit. And there's, there's so much that I still have yet to do because I, I did fell off, you know, a couple of years ago, but it's been fun to kind of check I'm, it out. I'm not going to lie. I do not miss going to diners specifically because there were Pokestops and sitting there eating going, oh, I could spin again. It's been five minutes. <laughs> uh, I do not miss that. Yeah. Yeah, this this time around, it's it's incredibly casual for sure. Um, not even close to like making sure I get everything, but uh, but it's fun, been fun just to just to you know hop on every once in a while and and see what's around me and and that sort of thing. Uh, I also been playing uh, Life is Strange too, so I finally got back into that, finished up chapter one, and uh, yeah, um, haven't started chapter two yet, but finished up chapter one and was. Uh, yeah, I, we met a new character, which is which was fun, and uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say much because, like, really, this is definitely one of those stories that I could easily spoil stuff if I talk a whole lot about it. But enjoying it, still, of course, like pushing through. This is this is one of the ones that it does it tugs on your heartstrings a lot more. I feel like than some of the other um, Life is Strange games, and because of that, I think it was hard for me to to get back into it because it is it's an emotional story. Um, all of them are, but this one just, I think it, because it involves the brothers, involves they got kind of caught into something that, that they really didn't, they shouldn't have. And you don't know the whole story or like why that happened and everything, but it's, but it really kind of, um, pulled me in probably in a good way. It's good storytelling, I think, but, but it also like, I don't know if I'm really, so I had to push past that to like, to get back into to playing and everything, uh, because it was kind of pulling on those heartstrings. Um, so and then you I got to see at the end of chapter one, you got to see, uh, a reference to the first game. I did. Yeah. Yeah. What did you very, think of that? Very, very short and simple. Very and, short. and I was like, really? That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I got to see the reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was one of those things. I'm like, I, I mean, I, I appreciate them, you know, tying it in. Um, I'm still just waiting for, you know, that, you know, the big team up that hopefully is inevitably going to happen. So, but hope so. Yeah. 
Uh, also, I've been playing the new Just Dance 2023. I think that comes out tomorrow officially, but I got a early review copy from uh, from Ubisoft and the servers just went live today. So I haven't checked it out a whole lot. Really look through the, the menu and kind of cycle through some stuff. I really like their the redesigned menu this time around. It does chug a little bit on on the switch. I think uh, it, it could use some you know some patches and um, to clean that up and make it a little faster. That could have also been because I was downloading the songs uh, to my switch at the same time. So I may just you know it was it might have been chugging because it was downloading like six and a half gigabytes of songs at that point. So um, I'll report back and you know see if it if it still does that after they're all downloaded. But but yeah, um, they gave me, uh, I think, a, a free year of of Just Dance Plus as well. So I'll be kind of, you know, progressively talking about that more. It's going to be one of those games that I know uh, family is going to want to definitely play around the, the Christmas season and everything. So I'll probably hold off on my kind of full review until we get into the new year after um, all the family has jumped in and, you know, we've danced to like 20 or 30 or 40 songs over the holiday season. Then I'll, then I'll let you guys know how collectively everybody felt about the game and everything. But uh, first impressions, I, I like what they're doing with the franchise. I think it's a good idea and I think it's going to be better in the long run. They don't release brand new games all the time. Just open up the, the IP and just have, have new song packs every year. Uh, makes a lot more sense. Now, my question to you quickly on that is because because the physical is really a physical, it's a it's a code in box. Um, is the game playable offline, or do you always have to connect to the servers? Like, if you don't have internet no. connection, can you not? Yeah, play? so you can download the game, uh, the, all the songs. So that's what I was doing. Um, you can download all the songs that come with the pack. I think the ones that are just dance plus subscription only. I don't know if you can download those yet because plus is not actually. The, the primary servers are up, but the plus servers are not up yet. So I haven't been able to check that out. But the the songs that come with the game, like 2023, you could I could download all of those songs and play them offline. OK, cool. Yeah. So it's like, like about, it's about six and a half, six and a half gigs of, of music. Yeah. So hopefully I, I, I what I don't know is like long term how that'll work clearly, but, but for now, yeah, it's, it even says in the description, I think, um, to download so you can play offline. So, nice. uh, and then I also booted up my, my Oculus quest Two the other day and, uh, just kind of poking around on it and played a, a couple things and realized it was crashing on everything. And then they're like, Oh, you, you have an update. So I hadn't played it in forever. So I uh, did the update and then kind of played around with a, a few other things, but mostly just applications and jumping around there. But it was a you know a different console and some different things I was playing around with gaming like things. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get it on that more often. It basically just collects dust for the most part. I was like, maybe I should actually fire this thing up more on a more regular basis. So, but it's uh yeah, let us know what you guys have been playing uh, if you haven't done so yet in the chat. And if you are on later and you can let us know in the the comments here on YouTube, we would love to know what you've been playing as well. But right now we're going to move into a review from Greg. So, Greg, take it away. All right. So at the my game played, I was be talking about the game Sea Horizon. So this came I got a code provided by East Asia Soft. So thank you very much for that code, East Asia Soft. You enjoy 
playing your games and covering them here on our podcast. So um, pretty much this is like another strategy type game, kind of similar to the one I spoke about earlier. It's completely, it's completely different from that setting because you're doing different things. So um, there's a hexagonal like um, grid based map that you kind of explore. Um, it's nothing that's super overwhelming or very like complex. You just like can move a few tiles at a time and then it reveals like the next ones you can traverse to. And then you can dodge like traps and other things around the map, or there's also like designated spots where you can fight. So if you're watching the video version of our podcast, we are showing a trailer and then there's some combat sequences that you engage in. So there's different characters that have different abilities and different skills so that you can get like a mage that's more like magic based or you can get like a knight that uses more like shields and swords and everything for those combat. And then for you always start at like a level one character. So then when you're playing through the map, then you can level up and get different skills and different um, pieces of equipment that you can find from the enemies that you defeat. And this equipment can basically enhance like your dice rolls that improve your combat. So there's a few different element icons that might be on the screen moment, like throughout the trailer while it's playing, but pretty much you're using like these abilities to play like your skills that you have equipped for your character in the combat. So I thought that was very cool the way that there's a variety of different skills you can learn. You can do more risky based gameplay or you can be playing it safe and just be collecting more like the healing abilities and just keep using the basic attacks. So the game does a really good job balancing it. So then you pretty much, you're not going to be overwhelmed in each and any of the different fights that you can go through. And there are like conquerable as well. So you do have some potions you can use to restore your healing like to restore your HP and there's every character does have like a auto like a healing ability to use provided you get the mana or whatever to cast it or to use it. So the combat uses like a dice based system kind of probably like Dungeons and Dragons kind of feel to it. So it, at the beginning of your turn, it rolls a bunch of those icons that you can use for that particular turn. So if you don't have those ones that you need for certain abilities, like even like your attack ability, then you won't be able to attack the enemy that particular turn, and you might have to play more defensive and like beef up like by blocking or doing or just like rehealing yourself as well too, or just getting ready for the next turn. So there's lots of different complexities you can dive into just with the combat itself. There's a variety of different modes you can play as well. You can there's like a um, story mode where each character type has a designated character that goes through like a story basic sequence. And those are really cool to watch and go through. And there's like some little cutscenes for each character as well, along with a lot of dialogue to get to know them a lot better. Um, there's also the generic just dungeon exploring where you just kind of go through like five different uh, layers of like a dungeon just to try to collect loot and level up your character as well. And then there's more just like an open base, like a uh, more of like a roguelike version where it's just kind of like a randomized map where you can just pick whatever up whatever character you want to start with, and then go through and experience like the pretty much an infinite amount of maps and possibilities with that. So you can some of the modes support you to have multiple characters. You can have like a party of like two or three characters, and that 
adds a little bit more complexity to taking down stronger enemies because you have to each character in your group has their own dice roll that applies for their built abilities and skills they can use throughout the combat. So I definitely had a lot of fun playing with it. The music and graphics were really great. I enjoyed everything that I was listening to. The tracks were very um, enjoyable to listen to. Nothing like there was nothing to not really say like bad about. I mean, it's just a great, overall uh, soundtrack I felt um, yeah I think that's I would definitely recommend this game if you're into the strategy games as well it's definitely worth the $15 or if you're kind of unsure then definitely a sale price if you find it but I would definitely recommend this game I had a lot of fun with it cool thanks Greg Barry any questions for Greg as we before we move into this, in this news section, uh, I'm just happy you liked it because I, I know it looked up your alley when I saw the trailer. Uh, that was one of the things, you know, whenever I see a trailer, I'm like, ooh, who else would like that? And, you know, I'm, I'm getting the physical when it comes out. And I'm happy to hear you liked it because if I get the time, you know, I might give it a shot. Even though I'm not the hugest in the strategy RPG, this has like a mix, like the hybrid system. And I like the cards. And yeah, it just looks really good. And I'm really happy to hear you enjoyed your time with it. Yeah, and one thing I just realized I didn't touch on, like you, there's not like a turn for like the movement or whatever. So you, it's kind of like you're spending like food or whatever. Like it says to like move to certain tiles, but then like you, it kind of slowly drains. But then there's points where you can buy more food throughout if you're really trying to step on every tile and everything. So hmm. you do get like some currency to restore like your movement thing, but you also don't have to explore every nook and cranny because the maps are are very like linear and like design. It's not like you're going to be like in this huge open world setting. And then you have to like send out, like try to traverse the entire map, but hmm. cool. it was really fun to see that, Like, so it's like, you don't really have turns while exploring and just the turn base in the combat. Nice. Well, again, uh, I know we said it earlier, but thanks to East Asia soft for giving us an opportunity to review that game. Let's move into some news, and we had an Indie World Showcase drop right after our last last podcast. Come on, Nintendo. We've worked this out. We've been doing it for, what, like 15 years now? You got to release those things before we do our podcast. Not right after, but alas, they have not listened to us. We keep dropping them right after. But uh, we did have an Indie World Showcase drop on uh, the November 9th, and there is like 22, 25, something like that games shown off. I'm going to run through them really, really quickly coming off of the Nintendo press release. These are, are out of order. So if you watched the Indie World Showcase, um, realize that these are out of order. Greg and I were talking before. I have no idea why they don't put the <laughs> this same order as, uh, as the actual thing. But anyway, we got Rogue Legacy 2 is going to be that's uh, dropped later that day, so it's already out. Venba can come out in uh, spring 2023. A little to the left is also released that day, so it's already available. Blanc comes out on February 14th on Valentine's Day 2023. Have a Nice Death is uh, coming out on March 22nd. Upon a Gesture also dropped that day, so you can get it now. Uh, I'm not sure. Is this Akka or Akka? I can't remember. 
But either way, it comes out on December 15th. We'll be able to find out just in a few weeks how they pronounce it. Also, uh, Sports Story is finally coming out. I feel like we've heard about this game forever, but it's coming out in December. Botany Manor is coming out later uh, next year. Goodbye World it dropped, uh, is going to be dropping later this year as well. Uh, Dorgania is coming out in spring 2023. A Space for Unbound drops on January 19th, 2023. Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly is coming out next spring. Oni, Road to the Mightiest Oni is coming out on March 20 or March 9th, 2023. Desta, The Memories Between is coming out early next year. And Pepper Grinder is coming out in 2023 in some part of the year. Uh, and then we also showed off uh, several uh, games during a montage, including Inscription, uh, which drops on December 1st. Wobble Dogs Console Edition drops on November 17th. And uh, other games like Wrestle Quest, which I believe drops on May 23rd, Storyteller on March 23rd, and Curse of the Sea Rats early 2023, and also World of Horror in summer 2023. So that's just a quick rundown of the games. Uh, be interested to just hear just what you guys think about the overall presentation and any games that stood out to you. Greg, how about you first? I mean, overall, I mean, it's a kind of the standard like indie presentation, so it's not like the same like huge quality of like the normal Nintendo Direct. So, I mean, I still thought it was pretty solid, and there's at least a few titles in there that I'm looking for more information on, or even already looking to pick up. And even that like Rogue Legacy Two, like that one, did catch my attention, and I saw it like already released. Um, so I'll probably be looking more into that as like it pretty much after the podcast, but uh, yeah, the other two main ones that I was looking into was Goodbye World and Curse of the Sea Rats. Both of those looked like they were kind of fun, like platforming type games and moving around a lot and collecting stuff and whatnot. And those kind of games are always like up my alley to really have a lot of fun and play through. Um, Pepper Grinder did seem kind of interesting, but I thought it was like, kind of way too fast paced. Like it was kind of like that other game I think we played over like two years ago or whatever like you're just kind of like racing around like super quickly doing like dash attacks and like connecting stuff and so I don't know if that one will be for me but I might be looking more into that in general but yeah I thought it was a pretty great presentation and definitely a wide variety and was glad to see that there wasn't just like a standard theme of like everybody's going to be getting like this one genre of game basically with a few others sprinkled in but so it really seemed like there's a lot of different like simulation games there's like sports story and all sorts of other like action adventure games and whatnot too so it seemed like there was a pretty wide variety of stuff that hopefully everyone can find some sort of game that they're interested in yeah yeah i agree barry what do you think um, quickly, Greg, was the game you're thinking of Fly Punch Boom? No, it wasn't that one, no. Okay. Um, so, because that, that's immediately what came to mind. Uh, for me, I thought, you know, I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, <clears throat> this was a terrible indie direct. This is not how you combat God of War. But, you know, and not again, not every game's for everybody. Uh, you have to understand that. And if there wasn't anything for you, that doesn't mean they weren't good games. It's just not your style. Um, I thought it was, you know, for me, 
an average. I mean, it didn't, nothing blew me away. It wasn't like Raji, um, but it wasn't like, wow, I just wasted my time. Uh, it was great to see um, smaller teams getting the spotlight. There was certainly some games that I'm interested in. A Goodbye World I thought was looked great. And as somebody who did, you know, coding in school and went to school for computer science, thought the name was perfect. Uh, definitely Oni looked really cool. Pepper Grinder, I think, looks a, a lot of fun. I'm really excited for that one. A uh, little to the left. Reminds me too much of my real life. <laughs> that, right. that I think it would yeah. be, it, it would drive me a little too crazy, even though I love the concept. I absolutely love the concept. Yeah. Uh, about finding, and it's true, like the cleaning up, I always like, find little puzzles and stuff in, in real life. But it, it's, I have enough of that to do in real life. But it's a great novel game in terms of concept. Uh, Rogue Legacy 2, I never played the first one. I heard nothing but good things, and I, I th- do think it looks really good. Um, you know, Sports Story, I never played Golf Story. Again, I've heard great things. So I know a lot of people have been looking forward to Sports Story, and uh, hopefully it uh, delivers. And I'm, I'm really surprised to see Coffee Talk Episode 2. And I know the developer uh, sadly passed away, and the first one was done really well. So I'm glad to see there's an Episode 2. Um, I think it's, again, a novel idea. And uh, it's, again, it's, it's a game that does something different. And I, I'm a sucker for those quirks and those niche titles. So uh, we'll see how many of these I uh, want to play. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think what what you guys said, like their the variety was really big there. Um, that's funny. I, I didn't hear anybody say that. Very people are really complaining because that's not the way to combat God of War. Yes, <laughs> yes, because it was the same day, and everybody, not everybody, but like a lot of people online, they think it's just this giant console war. Like, oh, if they're if one company's coming out with something, then clearly you have to have something to combat it, and yeah. and that's not how you combat God of War. Mm-hmm. Ragnarok is with this indie direct, which did not do nearly what they expected. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe if uh, Hollow Knight was there, people would have been happier. I don't know what what people expect. It's a it's an indie world. Like right. you're gonna get smaller titles out of it. Yeah. You're not gonna. Get get the next smash brothers out of it no no not at all no but but it is cool to see yeah i love nintendo just has been doing a a really good job um like we've said several times about you know highlighting some of those those indie developers that that really are like so many of them are you know like uh you know bedroom or uh garage you know, programmers that are just working their heart out and these are their passion product projects. And it's really cool to, to see them, you know, coming to, to home consoles where everybody can enjoy their games. And they're, and they're so, there's such a variety when you get that because people are just making something that, that means something to them and hoping that other people will enjoy it too. So I didn't really get a whole lot out of this one that I was like, man, I can't wait to play that game. But I really enjoy just sitting back and seeing what people are creating. And I think that's what I really enjoyed the most out of this particular Indie Direct, where I think a lot of other ones, they have had a little more of a leaning, like you said, Greg, to like, oh, it's like every other game is an RPG, where this one was not the case at all. There were so many different types of games, a variety of graphical styles, a variety of um, genres, a variety of everything. Um one of the games that that I think I didn't 
<laughs> I really expected to to be different was Goodbye World because <laughs> when I first heard the story, you know, indie games do, you know, have a lot of times they'll they'll play this emotional story. And so I was like, oh, wow, someone made a game about like losing, you know, that they lose someone or whatever. And, and I was like, oh, that's an entirely different game than I thought it was going to be. It's all about programming and uh, programming a game and you know, that sort of goodbye world. Um, you, so. you get the joke in the title, right? Oh yeah, totally now. But I didn't, when I just heard the title, like alone, I thought it was a completely different thing. But once they started talking about it, it was like, oh, okay. Programming. Got it. I, I, I get you. Um, the one of the other ones that, that you guys both mentioned was a game that I, I didn't think I was going to when they first started showing, I was like, am I going to enjoy that? And by the time they got done showing it off and, and talking about it, I'm right on board with you guys. Pepper Grinder looks great. Like it, it went from, uh, to like, okay, I'm, I'm good. So it was a good presentation. Uh, it's for, me, for sure. So. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Devolver so. does a pretty good job. It is, it is true. Um, and, uh, I don't know if I told you guys, but I, I know a guy that works for Devolver now. He works on their oh. game trailers. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I think I think the games like like Venba, you know, that really play on the the cultural stuff. I think Blanc is another one that was just like, it's so cool to to be able to see what they're doing and and telling some emotional stories, but also to like tell them in a different way. I love when people like play with the the graphical style, like Blanc being totally in black and white. Um, it just has this a way to 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 tell a story in a different way um, that will be able to grab people. And it seems like a, a simple concept, but I think the way they do it, it just be really cool. So yeah, I'm not sure rogue legacy, man, I'm just like, it looks fantastic. I'm just totally out on roguelikes now. I'm just like, I have went from, man, that's a cool concept to, I don't want to play another roguelike in my entire life. <laughs> so I'm sure it's a fantastic game, but I'm just out on the genre now. It's just don't like them anymore. <laughs> I think cause it, it also like it, the, the market kind of got flooded a little bit with, with roguelikes. And uh, I, I think that's what happens in gaming, like whatever becomes the next big thing everyone tries to copycat i mean obviously you saw it with like the wii to the connect to the ps move but even with genres like in the mid 2000s when after you know, call of duty took off everybody was doing a first person shooter and a war shooter and it was every other game was like that and it got enough and now rogue rogue started picking up and and after Fortnite, everything was a you know battle royale and mm -hmm. And you're seeing these kind of trends, so it'll 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 disappear. I yep. mean, it's, it's just like everything else; it comes and goes. Yep, yep, yeah. I love the. I I, I think we've, we've kind of went into detail before, but I love the the concept of roguelike still because I like how like wow, it's, you know, it's new levels all the time. What I don't like is when you lose progress and yes. you lose items and you have to start from scratch every time. Like, can we not have that happen anymore? <laughs> See, I, I'm, I'm with you. I like roguelikes when you have progress. Like if you had experience every time you kill enemies or whatever and you don't lose anything. And then like, like Sundered to me did it right where you got experience every time you killed enemies. And when you died, you went back to the start. But there was a tree and you could spend those experience on gaining new abilities. And it was always different after you left your home base. And there was there were set 
cubes that were guaranteed to be like the boss was always in the same spot. Just getting to the boss mm. was always different. But even if you died, you came back the next time stronger and you mm. chose how you upgraded. I, I cool. like roguelikes like do that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I just think of that one that, Greg, what was the, I forget what it is now, that one we played. It was just really annoying. It was also really difficult. So oh. like you you died all the time and you're like, I'm just constantly in this cycle of playing a hard game, dying, losing everything, starting over and nothing's the same. Yeah, it's the robot named fight. I believe. No, no that's, it, it was a, fight. it was a top down sort of like Zelda, old school Zelda like game. I can't remember what it was, but I, I remember, remember it was really difficult though, because we four. played multiplayer online and on that one. What yeah. was that one? <laughs> Anyway, I'm sure search back through our old episodes. You'll find it uh, for sure because we definitely talked about it on air. But uh, yeah, throw it, let us know what your guys' thoughts on roguelikes are in the comments or the uh, the chat room. We'd love to hear what you guys think about it. Maybe, maybe you know, clearly people still enjoy it. Maybe you're one of those people that enjoy it. Let us know and let us know what your favorite ones are if you do enjoy them. Um, let's move on to the next story. And we have... Not our Game Awards, but we have the Game Awards from Jeff Keighley and uh, all he's doing over there for the video game world. And they have announced their nominees for the Game Awards 2022. I believe the Game Awards are going to be live on December 8th, uh, if I got that date correctly. And they'll be streamed online. I'm sure, we'll be watching along and seeing you know, what game gets 17 awards this year and uh, every category goes to that. But uh, part two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll find <laughs> so many things. I think the the big thing probably is like before, Ring, probably, right? Probably. Yeah. I, and I think before we jump into the nominations itself, I think like I just want to say, like, I don't know about you guys and love to hear what you guys think. But I think the the categories for the game awards i would love to see reworked like some of them make a lot of sense but others i'm like why are we giving a, a, a award for that or maybe it can happen but happen off screen like a lot of times with the the grammys or stuff like that there's other random awards but they don't announce those you know sort of thing and like i like the the main ones to be the the ones that make the most sense and to have games that like lasting that. games i know they they do that but I don't know, like the games that like, I feel like they can make up categories sometimes just to be able to give certain games oh, yeah. more awards year after year after year. And like, I want those to just go away. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they do the smaller ones where they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so also wins this or, yeah. or, you know, they do it in the post show. Congratulations. But you're right. And I think you know, I had a laugh because my wife was doing the nominations, you know, you could vote. And she got like three or four categories. And she's like, they're all the same games. Like every category is the same. What's, th why? <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, yeah, you could tell favorites. Like mm -hmm. it's ridiculous at that point. And while there are certainly great games, there were a lot of others. And I think one of them, which we'll get to, was like best narrative. I think Elden Ring got it. And I love Elden Ring. Best narrative? That's so cryptic. You got to like look through guides, look through lore. That's not a, that's not a narrative when you have to do extra work. That's like a narrative is telling a story. But you get to <laughs> nominate Elden Ring for everything. You have I'm to. surprised it wasn't in the family game category. 
Those are the family game categories reserved for the Nintendo games only. That's, that's the best Nintendo yeah. game. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really just called best Nintendo. <laughs> well, speaking of which, let's jump into uh, some of the nominees. We won't get into all of them because there are a ton of categories. But as far as Nintendo games, they uh, I think they uh, they ring, uh, ranked up eleven games in the uh, in the overall list, uh, if I'm remember correctly. And Xenoblade Chronicles Three Barry's Potentially favorite game of the year uh, ended up in the game of the year category. Uh, it actually netted up three different nominations and also a plague tale requiem gets five. Um, all, it's probably the cloud version that um, get it, but yeah. Um, but uh, also tunic got three nominations. Neon white got three nominations. Sifu also got three nominations and Mario and rabbit sparks of hope got two different nominations as well uh kirby and the forgotten land splatoon 3 uh, nintendo switch sports and pokemon legends arceus all got a nomination for family game as we were talking about and also bayonetta 3 has been nominated for best action game along with triangle strategy and live alive also get best rpg nominations so as far as the nintendo games go that's uh that's what nintendo games got nominated this year so in general, it's it's a better year for Nintendo. That's not you know one of their best years, but it is a better year than we've seen in the past. Oh, where I'm it's surprised just like, they didn't mention um, Breath of the Wild or uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Got oh, that's true. Sorry, I did forget about that. That's, those are the games that that are coming that are already out. Bre- uh, Tears of the Kingdom also did get a nomination for most anticipated game. So that is that is on the list as well. And so yeah, together eleven nominations for Nintendo. So what do you guys think of the nominations that that we that Nintendo did get? Do you think they stand a chance for anything other than best family game? Because that one's kind of a, a given for Nintendo. Barry, what do you think? Uh, I kept calling out Keely on, on Twitter saying you don't have the balls to nominate Xenoblade 3 because it deserves to be in the game of the year category. And uh, he did it, although it's kind of put towards the bottom. Uh which which clearly shows favorites. Now now Keeley, I'm calling you out again. You don't have the balls to make it win, because that will show that you don't get paid off. Because clearly <laughs> clearly it's it's obvious where your favorites are, and it's you know obvious that Kojima didn't have a game this year that you can't you know put it on the pedestal that it doesn't always deserve to be on. So you know the money is there, and I think someone put it out. Like they like the amount of nominations for Sony versus Nintendo versus Microsoft, and like Sony is like all the way at the top, and like Nintendo's in the middle, and Microsoft is none, and it's it's like clear bias. And if you're gonna do an award show, you can't show bias. And I'm not a big Xbox gamer. I'm not. I'm just. I just rarely use it. But like Halo never gets nominated, and like Forza, you, you know, did, got like one nomination, like one. Like you can see like there's a clear leaning towards a particular favorite. And this, this is no, and what's really weird is the nominations happened the week, the God of war Ragnarok came out like God of war Ragnarok is like all this stuff. Like it just came out Mm -hmm. and, and like Pokemon met the deadline and Pokemon's not nominated at all for anything. And I'm like, like and granted, there's a lot of bugs and stuff. I get it, but it's still fun. Family friendly game. Family, like, it should be something RPG. Like it, it's not. I'm not saying game of the year, but it should be somewhere. And again, there's a clear bias here, 
and we've seen this with Last of Us. We've seen this with Death Stranding. Uh, you know, it's it's become a meme at this point. And those are all Sony games. Oh, what, go figure. Hmm. Um, so I hate that. I hate that there's a bias. So I'm honestly surprised they actually acknowledged Xenoblade existed. And I say that because they didn't acknowledge Xenoblade 2 existed at all. They didn't acknowledge Xenoblade Definitive Edition existed at all. Or Torna existed at all. So... I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they finally are starting to realize, hey, there are more games outside of the, the, the one or two Sony Circle Jerk games that they want to give you because it's ridiculous at this point. And, and it's, you know, it's just one of those things where it, it's become a joke. Mm-hmm. Like no one takes them serious anymore because that's what they've like like some people say i don't care about the grammys or you know like my movies aren't nominated for the oscars because it's the artsy or movies or whatever uh, that's fine you know but at least there's multiple movies usually being played but of course they're still favorites but let's see some other games get nominated like i said elden ring for best narrative was like really did you play the same game that i did because <laughs> i put like 150 hours into elden ring and and I had to look up so much of the story because it was cryptic as hell. And if you have to look up, that's not a good narrative. A good narrative will tell you and explain to you the average person. That I mean, it would be the equivalent of you know going to an MCU movie, MCU movie and be, it'd be like you need to watch all the others to even understand what's going on. At least they give you enough information that you could have a general idea. You don't need to know all the stuff. But yeah. this is the equivalent of going into a movie, sitting down, and them telling you, so this really interesting thing happened to me on the way to work. <laughs> Bye. And it'd be like, wasn't that a great story of what happened to him on the way to work? <laughs> Maybe. Well, how do I know? Oh, you have to read the book. And then the book will lead you to a special web page that's cryptic, and that web page will give you half of what happened. To get the other half, you need to go to a particular Starbucks that's in downtown Cincinnati, order a special latte, and they'll give it to you written on a napkin. That's not a good movie. That's Elden Ring. I'm sorry. So it's clearly that there's a, a bias, and it's it shows. And it's, it's funny because you know, we always call it out. And in the, and certain fanboys will be like they'll blind because they're happy, and the other fanboys that are like realizing this are saying, "Hey, wait a minute, this is not fair. This is not, you know, even." And uh, you know, as, as Nintendo fans, we're right in the middle. And you know, when you play all the games and you can see it all, you can you you can see the good and the bad in all games, and you can see there's still a bias. Mm-hmm. And it's not like saying, and, and the, the worst part is you're going to see if one game wins a, a particular category, like if God of War and Elden Ring are up against in, in like a category, if one of them wins one category, they're winning them all, like or most of them. Like whatever one takes that first win, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's like best voice actor, that means game of the year. Like it's so, it's so biased. And you can look back through and see that. So I hope this year they break the mold. Jeff, I'm calling you out. Break the mold. Break the mold and let's get some real winners in there. Uh, you know, not the ones that pay you millions under the table. <laughs> that doesn't happen. I don't know what you're talking about. Never. Never, never. Yeah, 20 nominations from Sony Interactive to uh, the oh, next closest one is 11. 
but it is from <laughs> Nintendo. So that's, you know, tied for second, which is a little yeah, surprising. But So that's it's pretty much a double for Sony. And where's Microsoft on there? Oh, no, they're not even on nope. there. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, what, but, you know, Microsoft owns like half the game studios out there. So. <laughs> but still, like I said, so yeah. zero for Microsoft, 11 for Nintendo and 20 for Sony. That's almost perfectly, you know, divided, you know, top, middle and end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's sad. Like there's, there's a, there shouldn't be that much of a bias. And Sony, if you ask, if you ask people, what, what big games did Sony have this year? They had Horizon. They have God of War. That was their, that's it for an entire year. So 12 mm-hmm. months, they're deserving of that many awards. How, what did Nintendo put out this year? They put out a hell of a lot more. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering of of those 20 nominations, is that can if if God of War gets three nominations, does that count for three, or is that just still one? I oh, think no, it's, it, it counts, counts for three, right? Three. Yeah. So of those twenty, is that just two games nominated ten Pretty times much. each? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's ridiculous at that point. Yeah. Like Kirby, so many people are like Kirby's a fantastic game, it's the best Kirby game. It gets one nomination. Yeah. One nomination. Yeah. It's like really one. Did what about best platformer? Why don't we yeah. get a best platformer thing? I'm not yeah. saying game of the year, but let's give it some credit. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. Greg, what do you think about all this? Yeah, I'm pretty much spot on agree with Barry. I feel like even like the Oscars do the same thing. There's like four or five movies and then it's like, okay, let's pick the best actor out of the movie for best actor, best supporting actor, best supporting actress. And it's just like the same, like five or six movies throughout like the for the bulk of it, except for like, oh, best like indie movie or whatever so it's kind of like this watching like the same type of movies like when year after year and other movies that i actually did see and enjoyed don't even see a nomination so um i definitely am more surprised that there's more nintendo games nominated this year because i feel like there was i mean there was definitely a huge bump in quality games this year after like from that have released like even like Kirby like just gets a single nomination that's kind of like a slap in the face and like I don't even understand why they put like Splatoon three in like best family game I mean I feel <laughs> like that's a more like just multiplayer only game I I know it's in that category as well but like it's just kind of yeah. a weird placement for Splatoon three to even be in for that category yeah we're just like but, hey what, what are some of the best nintendo games we need some we need some games to throw in the best family game category <laughs> yeah but like if, i mean yeah. <laughs> with barry's explanation of elden ring narrative it's almost like breath of the wild should have been nominated for best narrative in 2017 yeah so. yeah yeah it would yeah. have been a lot better choice breath of the wild narrative is on is a little bit better than elden ring because at least you don't have to you know go out of the game but but again it was very cryptic a lot of people complained that was like the biggest complaint about breath of the wild was the lack of of the story we wanted to see more with the the you know the champions and and more of what's going on and you didn't get that it was more about the exploration and the combat and the, you know just seeing the world as is which is great and that part of elden ring is phenomenal I, i'll say it it's phenomenal but narrative not best narrative no yet. no it's it's absolutely not yeah yeah look at look at that list you have up there 10 nominations for god of War. 10 nominations for a game that came out a week less than a week before the the awards were the, mm-hmm. the nominations were announced 10 leading 
like and and Horizon Seven. So it's seventeen right there on two games. <laughs> Like, and and look at Nintendo. You see, Nintendo had eleven nominations, and they've got one game on the list, yeah. and it's at the very very bottom, tied with. Well, they got two, one. I guess, that are that are uh, multi-platform, also on well, yeah. Nintendo. But that's but that's those it. aren't developed by Nintendo, right? Uh, the, right. Nintendo got eleven nominations right. from Nintendo, yeah. and if you look at Nintendo's year, it's had a great year. I mean, you got a new Splatoon, you got Nintendo Switch Sports, you had you know, a new Kirby and Xenoblade, and you got, I mean, if you want to count Mario Strikers, uh, something that came out. You have Pokemon, you have two Pokemon. Keep in mind, Legends Arceus was this year, too. So you had two Pokemon games, you banned a three, and, and you nothing cracks that except Xenoblade? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Sony's like we could put out two games and we, they sweep the awards. How? How do you sweep the awards? Money, money, <laughs> money, money. Oh boy. Well, we'll see. I, I see at least seven nominations for God of War. I just did like a Control F on the page and typed in God of War, and there's seven seven nominations for a game that's not even two weeks old. According to that chart, it had ten. Yeah, it apparently has ten. So. They may have, I don't know, probably got nominated twice for the same category. Oh, you <laughs> know what? It might have. Actually, I think yeah. like voice actors or something, it might have gotten multiple in the same category. I actually, I think it did. Yeah, I think it, there's uh, two different actors. Yeah, best performance. Yeah, there's, yep. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's always an interesting show. Um, do we think, do we think we're actually going to see, you know, some special reveals from Nintendo this year at the Game Awards. Sometimes we've we've seen some big stuff uh, in the past, uh, not really so much last year, um, but in previous years, we've seen some big announcements at the Game Awards. Uh, do we think it's going to happen this year? Kind of, of course, you have to put our speculation hat and you know guess because we have no idea, except because I still haven't figured out actual time travel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, what do you think? What do you think, Barry? Are we going to see some big stuff from Nintendo? I think I think we're going to see something because the last direct was a while ago, and they're not, there's no more direct obviously for the rest of this year. So I think we're going to see something, uh, whether it be big or not, remains to be seen, and obviously remains subjective. So I think if we see anything. My guess, my realistic guess, is going to be a new trailer for Tears of the Kingdom. Is my realistic guess, and it might play for the most anticipated assuming it wins um that's again my guess what i'd love to see them do is just announce the switch 2 or something like just like new console at the game next week (laughs) yeah that would be crazy i would love to see them honestly announce a new game coming out next year and just like jeff keely is just like all the all the awards go to that game it comes out next year but it wins 2022 just (laughs) just to go anti Sony in that regard. It's like, just do something crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Elden Ring is coming out on switch. Uh, and God that of would War be Rag- awesome. Ragnarok. <laughs> God of War wouldn't be, but Elden definitely Ring, have to be, be the, awesome. uh, switch Two. <laughs> we yeah. need some more power for mind that get, uh, get a panic button on the job. Yeah. Greg, what do you think? We're going to see something for Nintendo. I'm actually thinking probably not realistically, but I do think if there are going to, if there is going to be something, I do agree with Barry that I think Tears of the Kingdom would make the most sense to have like a little trailer because they haven't really even shown a lot from the game yet. So I think that'd be a 
good like first like look kind of thing or whatever like a little bit deeper dive into like a newer trailer but um i really don't know i mean there's not like i don't think there's any really big january games that we know about yet or whatever but i don't really see too much coming from them i think they kind of dropped off over time like after like they did like the Breath of the Wild DLC. I mean, maybe they'll announce Breath of her Tears of the Kingdom DLC. I, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe maybe a Xenoblade Chronicles Three DLC for the, like the new story expansion could be shown off. Could be for next year. Could be. Or maybe you can play as Cranky Kong in Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Yeah. <laughs> no Funky Kong. It's got a new Funky Kong though. Funky Kong. Oh, no, that's right. They did announce Cranky Kong there for for Tropical Freeze as well. I forgot about that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm with you guys. Like I think tears of the kingdom is probably our best bet uh, of seeing something it's, it is in the most anticipated game. So, you know, maybe even be tied into that category, uh, something like that. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. Like we're going to see like pretty much the only other big game that we know that's coming out from Nintendo is Metroid, right? Like that's, that's really it. That's all we're waiting on. So it, I mean, the writing seat definitely does seem like it's on the wall unless they start announcing some stuff we don't know about yet. Like an Everler Mario. I mean, we can't just oh. keep right. It, what we're probably going to get honestly is probably just, Oh, here's the next Mario Kart booster pack. Um, but, but uh, we potentially could get tears of the kingdom, but no Mario, no, nothing like that because they're probably just riding on that, that switch to announcement sometime next year. So wait, uh, I, Greg, let me back up just a second. Did you say Nintendo doesn't have a big title for January yet? Did you really say that? Possibly. Like, I, I didn't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm sure there probably is you, now that you're saying it. You couldn't think of anything off the top of your head? <laughs> I am shocked. I, yeah, you just made me eat my words because there's Fire Emblem Engaged. So yes. Fire Emblem Engaged! <laughs> Greg's, Greg's a little backlogged on Fire Emblem, so he, he's yeah, I'm, caught up. I'm living in the past for Steve's at the future. <laughs> <That's> right. <so. laughs> I can't believe you, such a huge Fire Emblem fan, would be like, nothing big for January yet. <laughs> now, I can clearly say that. There's nothing big in January. <laughs> Fire Emblem is one of those throwaway <laughs> titles. <laughs> No, so just so next just the average ca- casual title, you know. That's right. That's right. Just included in the next indie direct. Hey, you know what? That's another title that didn't get nominated. Fire Emblem had uh, the game this year, Three Hopes, that came That's out this true. year. So yeah. it's another game that got snuffed. That probably has a better better narrative than Elden Ring. Well, I guarantee you it does. <laughs> yeah, guarantee. Like I'm not even a huge fan of that genre, no. but I all I could. I could definitely guarantee it has a better narrative. And Elden Ring has a good story, but sure. you just need to read all the extra yeah. stuff to, you know, you won't get it from the game. You get it from the supplementary material. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cryptic. Yeah. yeah. It'd be nice if they, they award the game to the, or the award to, you know, the overall experience, but not just the game itself. You know what? How about a category on fun factor? Like, it doesn't matter how the game is. Mm. People, just having fun, like mm. like just a game you could sit down and enjoy, like just a fun game. That cool. doesn't make novel money. concept, right? Novel <laughs> concepts, but fun, fun is game. pretty subjective. Some people think like got like the um, Dark Souls is fun. I mean, average gamer doesn't probably wouldn't think that. <laughs> Most people are beating their heads against the wall by their playing that game. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, just 
pick up and play fun. Yeah. Something, nothing that like you need to sit there for a hundred hours to do right. just a legit pick up and play fun game. Right. Cause they, I mean, there's games like, yeah, like I don't animal know, crossing, like right. animal crossing, but I, I think of, I think of things like, I don't know, like Jackbox or something yes. that are definitely not, you know, they're not going to win normal awards, but those are incredibly fun to just get together with some friends and play a game. They've really captured a great experience and, you know, stuff like that's never going to get a shout out. Exactly. Like that, they, let's bring categories into that. But instead we have best esports and esport coach and esport team. And yeah, those are the things they need to go. Those are the things they need to go. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Like have an esports award ceremony, honor yeah. them and do things over there, but don't include it in the game awards. Like that's no, that's, that's this is for, you know, games that were made and the people that made them honor them. Yes, that's, the that's closest fun. they have is the games for impact. That's the closest award. And every year that's been my favorite speech yeah. because it's it's really like they've always made me cry because they, they tongue on the heartstrings. And it's, yeah. you could tell this is somebody who didn't pay for it. This is somebody who made a game that they're passionate about that tells a story emotional to them. They didn't make it to make billions. They made it to tell a story. And then they're up there and they're humbled. That's usually the best category. Mm -hmm. Make more categories like that. And you know what? They should just change the game of the year and make an actual game of the year. And they should make a second one that says company that paid us the most money to win this award. It's like the Twitter check mark, but for the game of the year award. You know, every eight dollars gets you a point, and whichever company pays the most to have the most points wins. And we could, we could give you your little participation trophy <laughs> that says I wasted all my money on this dumb trophy and, and you should be proud of it. That's what they should do. At this point in the podcast, we would like to uh, alert you all that uh, however much money you pay for our game awards, we're also accepting donations <laughs> and uh, we'll clearly acknowledge your game at the top of the list <laughs> for every $8. You get a point. <laughs> you like that system. <laughs> It works. It works for Jeff Keeley. It works for us. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we make money. <laughs> if you don't want to do that, buy some merch, nintendofuse.com. Uh, <laughs> well, that's uh, it's going to happen after our Game Award episode. Uh, so we'll eventually talk about it. We'll be chatting about it, of course, in Discord and on social media. But uh, yeah, you can watch along with us in our Discord. I'm sure we'll be chatting along and, you know, making fun of some stuff and also, you know, sharing maybe some celebration time when Nintendo potentially, you know, wins more than just the family game. We'll see. <laughs> well, I would say more than the family game and most anticipated. And it, no. the Grand Tears of the Kingdom is not a shoe in but, you That's know, true. I think it's pretty high up there that's a that's a high chance for sure yeah speaking of which like is there any other categories that we expect nintendo possibly to to win if xenoblade doesn't win best music and best narrative at the very least i'm rioting all right you heard it here first yeah. see barry on the news go go meet uh, up at barry's house <laughs> he's got the pitchforks <laughs> i'll find keely <laughs> Yeah, I'll get a, I'll get a, a six prong pitchfork, one for each of the party members in Xenoblade, and a, right up the right up the keister, <laughs> the Keely keister. Greg, uh, 
<laughs> what, what are you expecting to see from Nintendo at the Game Awards this year? I mean, obviously, they probably got a pretty good shoe in for best family game, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to get away with that the one. other nominated uh, Nintendo titles. But I mean, I think it would be kind of cool to at least see like Splatoon two like pull in like best multiplayer. I think hmm. I know that's, that's, that's a huge Splatoon <laughs> two. Splatoon three. I pulled the Steve. <laughs> God, Wait Steve, you're rubbing up on. Oh him. man, now my name's being used as a verb. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Splatoon 3 for best multiplayer because I know it's like a pretty big scene in like Japan and everything. And like, I there's people were abusing some like unpatched like glitches and stuff like with the weapons or whatever. But I think that would be still a good nod for it to win somewhere else. But, um, oh, Greg, you're so naive. You think the Game Awards gives a crap about what Japan <laughs> thinks. <laughs> Well, so the two companies that have the most titles nominated reside there. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That you get true. a good point. But it's not Japanese culture they care about. It's well, American culture. It's, America. You know, Jeff Keighley's best friends from there. That's true. Yeah. He is. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> it's going to be an experience, no matter what. It's going to be an experience. And uh, this year, it won't ruin my birthday because it's the day before. Ruin <laughs> 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 your birthday. I mean, Jeff, Jeff Keely, <laughs> you have soured my birthday by putting the Game Awards on it. How dare you? First, um, my name came and came a verb, and now all of a sudden it's <laughs> ruining my birthday. That's right. The gaming industry hates me. Oh boy. Well, let's let's move on to some quick headlines. We got a several of you uh, of them for you guys on this episode, and Greg's going to kick us off with the first one. All right, so pretty much actually just hot off the presses from today, um, Nintendo released the details for the Booster um, Course Pack th Wave 3 for Mario Kart Deluxe. Um, pretty much it'll be going live on December 7th, so you can still pick up the DLC patch and if you haven't got it yet or get the expansion pack to get access to those courses. So you'll get the Rock Cup that has like the London Tour Loop, the GBA Boo Lake, the 3DS Rock Rock Mountain, the Wii's Maple Treeway, and also the Moon Cup with the Tour Berlin Byways, DS Peach Gardens, Mary Mountain from Mario Kart Tour, and 3DS uh, Rainbow Road. Yes, and... If you've been enjoying your time with the Switch, you might remember that it used to be called something else, the NX. And apparently, speaking of Mario Kart 8, a prototype was found, and at the boot-up was the actual boot-up logo or screen for the NX, never before seen. So you can watch it over and over again, and it'll probably make you dizzy, but uh, it almost looks like it says onks. But uh, <laughs> it's nice to finally see that. It's a little bit of gaming history for you. It's true. I Apparently, they thought it was going to be ONX. Yeah. And uh, if you're looking to save some money and you are at least open to some eShop games, aka not Barry, uh, there's going to be able to save up to 50%. <laughs> Sorry. 
I know Barry has some eShop games. He's actually fin- filled up his SD card. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can get some eShop games, save up to 50% of cyber deals on the Nintendo eShop this year. You can be able to save money on games like Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, The Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword HD, Cult of the Lamb, and a lot of others. This sale will end on December 4th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. And also when you do pr- make those purchases, five percent of what you pay will you get back in gold points continuing on the deals to be looking out for um black friday is this friday um and there's best buy has a rundown of the games that you can be able to pick up there coming on friday so you can get like games like super monkey ball uh, banana mania big brain academy um story of seasons uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection, Monster, Monster Hunter Stories 2, and Monster, Monster Hunter Rise, along with several others on the list. So if you're looking forward to any of these games, be sure to check out Best Buy this Friday. And if you enjoy spending money, you're probably a fan of LEGO. And uh, they've decided to reveal brand new sets coming this January. Uh, for Lego Mario. So we've got Character Pack uh, Series 6, Conker's Noggin Blooper Expansion Set, Ice Mario Set, and Frozen World Expansion Set, the Lava Wave Ride Expansion Set, Flipperous Snow Adventure Expansion Set, Creativity Toolbox Maker Set, and Peach's Garden Balloon Ride Expansion Set. All this is slated for the first of the year, January 1st, 2023, and they will set you back Anywhere from the cheap $5.99 for the blind box to $35 or $64.99 if you want the snow adventure set or $59.99 for the creativity. It's going to cost you a lot of money. So if you have kids, do not let them see these new sets. And if it's for you, uh, your wallet probably hates you, but enjoy your new Lego. And you can send some of that eight bucks over to NintendoFuse.com. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, we had some information from Miyamoto, um, shared some plans after the the uh, financial results came out. He actually did a Q&A and basically stated that it is easier than ever to put their old games on newer consoles uh, and offer backward compatibility. And they... He went on to say that they basically they they don't really have plans or they do have plans. There's non-committal kind of response about their future plans for backward compatibility on consoles uh, because even though it's easiest or it's easier than it's ever been, there's also some other things that play into it with licensing and all those different things. So he didn't really have much to say about their future plans. Um, and that does make it difficult, but the concept of actually bringing those games onto newer consoles, he said is easier than ever. So what do you guys think of, uh, all these stories before we move on to our next section, Barry, any, any further thoughts? If uh, porting is easier than ever, then Nintendo needs to take some of that money they have, just hire a team, and focus on getting more games onto NSO and getting some some of some nice, great physical collections like a Zelda collection, Metroid collection, you know, Earthbound trilogy or Mother Mother trilogy. Like, I think those would sell. Oh, and don't make them limited for a set amount of time and then make them disappear forever to the Nintendo Vault because that was stupid. And you should never repeat that. 
and you should feel bad that you ever did to begin with. Um, always good to see Black Friday deals. Great time to pick up great physical games. Uh, Amazon has deals right now. Best Buy, Target, Walmart. They all have deals, so definitely check those out. Uh, as for Mario Kart, I'm happy to see more booster courses. Uh, seems like the rumors were right that London was included, and that's why they only showed two games last time out of probably respect for the Queen. Uh, but I'm glad to see more more courses get you know brought over. Uh, still confused why they don't put tour next to Merry Mountain because that's where it originated, and you can't say otherwise because it's from there for two years now. Um, but I'm glad to see that come over. Uh, excited to see how they handle the other uh, two more, I should say, of the city courses. Really waiting for Vancouver. Vancouver is my favorite tour course, mm-hmm. uh, or at least of the city courses, and I uh, really want to see what they do with that. Uh, the as for the NX load screen. It's simple. It's not clever like the GameCube. Uh, it doesn't wave like we. It just makes you dizzy by spinning a, a, a bowling ball, a circle, an eyeball. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it, it, I think it's cool that they even invented. They they got that far to invent it. Uh, as as simple as that is. It's but, weird because uh, <laughs> like I thought it was just a code name. That's that's interesting. Have we ever seen a loading screen for just a code name before? We've seen logos. The Revolution had a logo with the two different size discs. I guess Wii. so. That was actually, that was published. Like people talked about that. I remember that on, that was on Nintendo Power, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Revolution. I wish they kept that name. I think that was a great name. Um, for the Wii, it was, what was it? Project Cafe was the Wii U? Yeah. Or was that Wii U or 3DS? I forget which. One yeah, of them. Yeah, they're, yeah. One of them. And then yeah, we had Ultra 64. Ultra 64 was obviously shown. Yeah, uh, dolphin. Dolphin was never officially shown other than a, mm. a, a picture of a dolphin with auditions after the end of DK64. Mm. Um, so now nah, I don't think we've had much in terms of that, but I think it's cool just to, from a historical point of view that it exists. Uh, so I'm glad it's now preserved on the internet, running in loop over and over to make you dizzy. <laughs> um, and as for the new Lego sets, I was telling the guys before we started, this is finally going to be a time I start doing blind bags for my wife, uh, at least to get one of the figures. But man, I am so glad. This is how it so starts, glad. Barry. This, this is yeah, how it no, starts. Yeah, no, it's not going not gonna, <laughs> to gonna be the way it ends. Um, or it will be like, that's it, boom. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad that I never got into this because the the collector in me, right, wanted to get right. Oh, I got to go all the sets. And looking at the price, I'm like, glad I dodged mm-hmm. that bullet. Yeah. Don't just don't have the room. Um, so I'm glad I dodged it. But I'm glad for all the collectors out there and all those that play with the the Lego sets and the, with their kids. I'm glad there's more games or more more sets coming out. Mm-hmm. Hide your wallets. <laughs> yep. Lego Mario is now a game. <laughs> They kind of try to make it a game, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's really a game. It's it's a game. It's the easiest game of Mario ever because you could just go die, Goomba, die, and it will never kill you because you don't have to ever let it hit you. <laughs> so they do a Mario Maker, die, die. Uh, <laughs> Greg, what do you think about uh, all these different headlines? Yeah, definitely excited for the next uh, booster courses for mario kart 8 so that'll be a nice reason to fire that up again and see some awesome courses coming back like the ds peach gardens was one of my favorites from the ds game so it's nice to see that one coming back after such a long time yeah the edX loading screen i thought that was just one of the more cool interesting finds i found on the internet for our podcast today so i just thought it'd be really cool to, for everyone to see and like yeah that just is really cool that they actually 
obviously somebody had spent some time or a team spent time making that logo and designing it and making it like animated and everything. So it's kind of interesting to see how they went completely different with like the switch icon. Cause it's more like that little like snapping sound and like the things go like the joy con sliding on kind of thing. Yeah. But the deals is going to be awesome. I'll probably be looking at either some Christmas gifts for myself or my daughter for some games. I, Definitely know that Fire Emblem Three Hopes is on that bus buy list, so I'll finally pick me picking that up. The Lego sets, yeah, that's be pretty cool, but probably be passing on these this time around. I don't have any more room for to expand on the ones I already have, and haven't really been playing with them as much as I thought I probably would have been with my daughter. So I just feel for Huston that's going to have to buy every single one of these sets. <clears throat> And then, yeah, as Barry said, if it's that easy to bring out classic games, uh, let's bring them out. Like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason for a slow drip feed if you got such high confidence in saying this is really easy to do. Like, yeah. why can we not have the games on there? I mean, I understand that they are doing collections, but even games in those collections should be on there. Like, Castlevania should be on the NSO and not just only in the collection thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to buy the collection, that's awesome and great for you. But I, I still think it should be also in like the NSO library just to be able to be played for people that might want to try it out and never aren't huge Castlevania fans kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a version of that. Someone else wrote an article on it and I think I read it wrong in the beginning. And I, I thought it, <laughs> and initially I thought I read that they were going to be bringing back the virtual console. Um, but after I reread it a couple of times, it's like, oh, that's not really what he's saying. Um, but he's saying that it could have been, you know, it's easy just to, to create that again. And yeah, I think it's it's weird. You know, I understand, you know, rights for like third party games, but like you've got a ton of first party games. Just start popping them out. You have no no excuse there. <laughs> you have the rights to do all that. <laughs> yeah, and even like the bigger third parties are around. There's like no reason not to have those games on there too. Like the mm-hmm. Bomberman, the... Uh, Contra, uh, Castlevania, like Mega Man, like why are these games not on NSO? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, all for our news. But before we jump into what games are coming out over the next couple weeks, just want to remind you again, if you have not joined us on social media, you can join us over on Twitter at Nintendo Fuse while Twitter still exists. And uh, if it does go away, be sure to join us on Discord. We would love to have you jump in that community and just talk about any of the games we're talking about, uh, especially over our break, over the holiday season. Uh, It's a great place to continue the conversation in between our episodes during our break. And... uh, really at any time uh, going on 24 seven. Of course, the link is on the screen, but also in our show notes and the YouTube description, jump over there on our discord. Uh, let's talk about what's coming up over the next couple weeks in terms of gaming. Again, our next game of the year awards episode is going to be on December 5th, 2022. But until then we've got some games coming out over the next couple weeks. Just a few highlights as we scroll on the screen in the video version, all the games that are going to be coming out, uh, courtesy of Metacritic, uh, just a couple games that stood out to me and we'll see if other games that I missed that stood out to you guys. Uh, just dance 2023 comes out on November 22nd romancing saga minstrel song remastered comes out on December 1st and resident evil village cloud 
Winter's Expansion comes out on December 2nd. So what other games are you guys hoping to play? Which ones are standouts for you that uh, perhaps I missed when I was looking through the list? What do you think, Barry? Uh, nothing for me that's between now and the next podcast, although December does have games like Dragon Quest Treasures that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, for me, I'm going to be finishing Scarlet, uh, which my plan is to finish it sometime this week. And then when after that, my father-in-law is coming in town for a week and a half. So I'm probably going to be playing God of War Ragnarok at that point because I figure that's a title that he would enjoy because he likes watching me play games. Uh, he might enjoy like the, the killing and the, the more violence. Uh, and then I've got Sonic Frontiers, which is another title that uh, I look forward to playing depending on how fast I finish God of War uh, and how much time I actually get to play with it. So that might might be pushed to December, uh, like later December. Who knows? It's, it's a lot of games. Uh, November was packed. So I'm uh, just blessed to be able to play what I'm able to play and, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing what comes next. Nice. Nice. Greg, how about you? Yeah, I don't think there's too much in this like specific list that I was look, really looking into. But as I said earlier in the podcast, like that Rogue Legacy 2 had come out or whatever, like pretty much the day of that uh um, direct indie direct, so might be looking more into that. And then, obviously, as I stated, like Fire Emblem Three Hopes is going to be on sale on Friday, so I'll be looking to pick up that as well. And then, along with some other ones like the Life is Strange uh, collection, is I think still on sale. So I'll be looking to be making a my wallet get a bigger hole. So yeah, there's plenty Don't of. Yeah, and I have to jump into that as well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that the Night Witch sounds kind of interesting. It's a Metroidvania shoot 'em up adventure kind of game. So, yeah, that's how I found uh, Cathedral and some other fun uh, night themed games. So maybe that one might be a good one to check out. Nice. Yeah, I was looking through the list earlier, and uh, and I'd, I I've heard of Night Witch before. I feel like it was on some sort of showcase thing, and I think I remember us all going. That game does look pretty good, um, but I'd kind of forgotten about it until I saw it on the list. So, yeah, I don't think there's really anything. I, I'm I'm going to be playing some Just Dance uh, 2023, of course, but um, other than that, there's nothing new that's really coming out that I'm I'm really excited about. So, with this holiday, you know, this is uh, Thanksgiving week here in the United States this week, so get a little more extra time to to play some video games so hopefully uh get at least one more chapter in of life is strange 2 before the next episode uh of the podcast but yeah i don't really know i don't have any huge plans for uh for games over the next couple weeks i haven't really thought through what i'm going to be playing um other than you know some life is strange and some rocket league and stuff like that so yeah maybe be exciting to talk about our next episode see what found its way into my switch or my xbox or maybe i'll maybe i'll spend some more time with my uh in vr i don't know okay i need some recommendations people jump in our in our discord and let me know some recommendations on what i should do in vr because i've not found anything to like keep me coming back all the time yet like there's some interesting concepts but they're good for like 30 minutes and then i put it down and then it collects dust for a month so i have a recommendation for you yeah? steve Okay. Xenoblade 3. Um, if it comes out in VR, 
Not in VR, <laughs> but it's something you could absolutely be playing even portably. I could. I, could. I need look, a free look, version of it. Jeff, Jeff Keeley actually acknowledged it in Game of the Year, so that tells you. <laughs> Thanks to you. Thanks to you. Could be. Calling could him be. out. Hey, but he still did follow Barry on Twitter. Well, he still doesn't can. follow me on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> he does not follow me. <laughs> it's because you haven't paid the eight bucks. Yeah, I'm not paying the eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it, and then they took it away. Uh <laughs> Oh, was it taken away already? Oh yeah, yeah. The whole system was down. Yeah. Oh wow! I did download my uh, my history on Twitter just in case. That was like the first thing I did was put in a little request to be able to download all my stats and everything, or in history of tweets and all that stuff for the last like I don't know fourteen I didn't years. Know where you do that? Yeah, in your settings. So it's definitely worth it. <laughs> Is that still available? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can always do that. I mean, it, it it says it takes within 24 hours. I got it within 48 hours because I think everything was going on the crapper. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there's probably a lot more, a lot of people requesting that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's kind of why I did it. Um, I was like, if this is actually real, it'd be nice to to save that history. I don't know if I'll ever do anything with it, but it'd be nice to have it. So, uh, look into the chat, and it's, uh, it looks like. Jakester says the three hopes uh, is one of the games that he's getting from best buy on the sale. And also he's going to start Ori and the will of the wisps tomorrow and hoping to finish paper Mario soon and return to mother three Ori and the will of the wisps is such a good game. I love that so much. So hope you do enjoy it. Uh, Jakester and also Xenoblade three on VR sounds awesome. He says, so that would be we cool. Maybe, maybe switch Two will bring back the 3d and be in VR and you can easily just, that's like switching three different ways. Handheld, TV, and VR. Bam. Thank you, Nintendo. I expect my royalty check in the mail pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> and it better be more than eight bucks. <laughs> It'll just be a thing to kind of, almost like when the, you had a Mario Kart 8.com and they had to come and take that away from you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't really get a whole lot more than what I paid for it, but <laughs> it came after me. Like Did you already get Mario Kart 9? <laughs> oh, I tried. It was already gotten like they, by that point, they'd already locked them all up. But uh, but yeah, I, I slotted in Mario Kart 8.com. Thought I was slick for a while. And Nintendo came for me, which is so weird how like what they go after. Like they want Mario Kart 8.com back for me, but then they, you know, like they allow us to call ourselves Nintendo stuff and they don't care at all. Um, but I guess because this was a specific game title, they're like, we're, we're sending you a cease and desist. They didn't actually send a, an actual cease and desist, but they're like, um, we need to get that back from you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they only paid me because I asked. <laughs> I was like, uh, can you give my money back that I paid on that domain? It'd be great. And they're like, how much you pay for it? <laughs> All right, here you go. <laughs> you just said I paid a million dollars for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was a premium domain that I bought for $2.5 million. <laughs> no, just bought it at regular price on GoDaddy. <laughs> but Anyway, uh, Barry, you're going to be pretty busy fulfilling orders, especially for Raji and some other games that are coming out on premium. Any, any other yep. big things coming up over the next couple of weeks, all your podcast tour and everything else? 
<laughs> Actually, the the podcast tour still continues. Uh, hasn't hasn't ended yet. Uh, we just did a new premium playcast uh, yesterday, which was always fun to do. We, we haven't had a lot of time to do those. Um, a lot of stuff just premium taking up our time. Uh, then on Wednesday, I have a podcast. I'm with the Classic Gaming Brothers again. Uh, always a blast to hang out with them. And then on Friday, Black Friday, I'm actually with uh, Nintendovania. Uh, so I'll be there uh, just, just this week. Just always always looking for you know places to go and, and people to talk to. And it's just it's been a lot of fun uh, just meeting so many new people. So uh, those, those should come out. There should be also another podcast coming out soon that I did on Donkey Kong Country 3 uh, and for games my mom found, uh, they, they do a lot of podcasts just on individual games. So I'll be doing some more with them next year. I just did one with Chrono Cross with them. Uh, great, great group. Uh, a lot of fun to just talk about classic games. So always, always fun doing that. But yeah, Raji, <clears throat> They Bleed Pixels, Love 3, and Eagle Island Twist are all available right now at premiumeditiongames.com. Uh, limited quantities, and they are selling very quickly. Uh, we also... Uh, speaking of Black Fridays, I'll just make a quick announcement. We do have a Black Friday sale going on at Premium Edition. Uh, we have select items going back up on the website in extremely, extremely limited quantities. Um, mm-hmm. So make sure to go to the site, including Robo Name Fight Deluxe. I think there's like 20 of them. Um, there's the uh, Robo Name Fight Deluxe Guide, just the guide uh, people have been asking for standalone. I think there's 100 of them. We've got 20 Super Blood Hockey retros sealed. They never came sealed before. We found a few copies. <clears throat> we got uh, Phenotopia Awakening standards are sold out. We found like 50 more copies. Those are going up. I think 50 Demons Tier Plus retros are going up onto the site. Um, and those are, I think there's a couple other things going up for Black Friday. And all of those things you could actually find if you scroll down on the main page. We have all the Black Friday items. They are They're all going to be there. Uh, so make sure to uh, to go check out the uh, the page. We got a couple or or bodies going to be there and Pigeon Dev Deluxe stuff that that are no longer available on the web page. We have very very small amounts because people have discovered us after the fact and they've asked for it. So we want to make sure um, there's at least an opportunity. So we do expect them to go quickly. Uh, we haven't set a time yet, but I do at least want to make that announcement for those listening and watching if if any of that interests you. Cool. Cool. Greg, I know you're going to be selling them all to all the different video game stores out there. But other than that, yeah, probably not, else? yeah probably not the Black Friday sales stuff. But yeah, <laughs> like just trying to find some more stores and um, hopefully that can carry the games. And that's obviously the dream if more stores would get on board. It's very tricky to get a hold of people and it's kind of just keep pushing their buttons until they respond pretty much so yeah it's kind of tough out there yeah so i know i just as a pitch i know uh if you have a video game store near you and you'd like them to to cover premium edition games put them in touch with greg and barry and i'm sure that they would uh love to have some chats and get their games in their store for sure absolutely cool well to all you guys that are in the united states happy thanksgiving week so hopefully yeah just have a good time eating some turkey and celebrating with some football and some international football with uh, the World Cup going on. Unfortunately, United States tied with Wales today, but uh, 
I'm not expecting anything really good against their game with England on Friday, but uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll surprise us. Um, but that's what I'm going to be doing this week is eating turkey and watching World Cup. Um, but uh, hopefully you guys have a great time. In terms of thankful, a thankful week of Thanksgiving, we are thankful for you guys. And uh, one way that you can pay us back, I mean, you can do it financially if you want to buy merch and all that stuff. But but really, one of the best ways is to just share this with other people who are also into gaming, especially Nintendo. We'd love growing this community. And so if you're thankful for this podcast, thankful for what we do here at Nintendo Fuse, consider sharing it with some others that might also enjoy it. And uh, yeah, if you do want to support us financially, buy some merch and all that stuff. But uh, but the really big thing is, yeah, just help us get the word out about this podcast. And uh, we'd love to meet some more people in the, the Nintendo world for sure. But uh, next episode, December 5th, Hope to see you live here in the chat room. Be sure to jump on our Discord and let us know what all your picks for the Game of the Year episode are as we'll, uh, we'll refer to those throughout that episode. And then we're going to take a break for about a month or so over the holiday season. And then we'll be back in January of 2023. But until December 5th, happy gaming, everybody. Happy gaming. Have a great one.